0: The they score! They score! Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Is a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we will study Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 22, the proclamation of John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. We hear in the Gospel, In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Licentius ruler of Abilene, during the high priest of Canis, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham, Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and is thrown into the fire. The crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? John said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? John said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. But Herod the ruler who had been rebuked by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and because of all the evil things that Herod had done, added to them all by shutting up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we once again are joined by our friend, Saint John the Baptist, who quickly goes from being in the womb to being the prophet that he was called to be and why might that be the case well the holy spirit wants us to really focus on some of the important elements of salvation history the bible is not meant as a play-by-play every word that jesus says every action that jesus says etc rather it's all of the important events and so john would have been raised as a regular young man but it is the holy spirit that sends him into the wilderness. And as John comes from the wilderness, we recognize that he did not receive any formal training. He doesn't have a doctorate in theology. He doesn't have a PhD in sacred scripture, but rather John the Baptist opened his heart to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was able to transform St. John the Baptist into the attractive preacher that he was. But as we hear this passage, we notice that, actually, he seems to be calling out the people of that time. He's not one that's presenting a, what I call kumbaya Jesus, you know, a very laissez-faire approach to our religious life. Rather, John is very direct, isn't he? He gets right to the heart of the matter. John is bold in teaching the gospel. And it's this boldness that Jesus appreciates when he later refers to John the Baptist as the mightiest of the prophets. And yet for us, how many of us are attracted to people who say it the way it is? Not in a disrespectful way. John was not here just making fun of people because he had nothing better to do. Rather, he's inviting people into a deeper relationship with God and an accountability for one's own sin. By calling them a brood of vipers, it suggests that they have poison that is coming from their lips, that they are not doing actions that are pleasing to God. And so John is speaking what the others are already aware of, the fact that there needs to be true conversion among the people of that time. And so because John's message is so bold and direct, it is attractive to the people that realize, indeed, change is needed in myself, and changes needed in this community and so it is for us how do the words of saint john the baptist affect us as we hear them notice that the different groups of people come to him what must we do what should we do and john speaks of in a particular way the actions behaviors and words that need to change depending on the group of people who asked him At the time, tax collectors not only received the tax that was owed to the government, but they also took a portion for themselves. The soldiers were also using threats to scare people into giving them money, similar to what we might suggest these days the mafia might do to some people. So it's important that we realize the amount of bullying that was taking place at that time that was putting the fear into the people of that community. And so John is saying, look, you need to start taking ownership of your own life. And John the Baptist says the same thing to us. That's why we often hear these passages, especially in the seasons of Advent and Lent, in which Holy Mother Church gives us the opportunity to really reflect upon our need for personal and inner conversion. Sometimes my words, my actions, my behaviors when sinful, have a negative effect on my relationship with God, with you, my brother or sister, and our community at large. And so John the Baptist's words should echo in our ears, not in a form of, you know, Catholic guilt, but rather this opportunity to change. Instead of ignoring the elephant in the room when it comes to our spirituality to really address how you and I can grow in holiness and how God expects us to do just that. And so this attractive message of John is one that is appealing at his time and appealing to us today. And so the more we recognize our need for conversion, the more our lives can be transformed and the kingdom of God will be closer at hand. Notice how even the rulers at the time of John the Baptist get a sense of his message. And he made them very uncomfortable because in the case of Herod, he reminded him of the laws of God, that he is not to take his late husband's wife as his new wife, rather that there needs to be this respect for the human person, respect for God's law. And one's own personal interests should never supersede that of the love of God, the law of God, and the care that we are to share with one another. When we hear of the baptism of Jesus, this passage is indeed much shorter than what we hear in Matthew and Mark's gospel accounts. And yet the important part is what God says. A voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Friends, this is called a manifestation of God. In some cases in the scriptures, we hear that God speaks of Jesus directly. In other times, Jesus is manifested by his own words. In other cases, God is manifested through the words of others. Here it is God who speaks himself. This is God the Father. You are my Son, the Beloved. It's not that Jesus didn't know who he was. He's not suffering from an identity crisis, sort of speak. But rather, this is a public declaration that John the Baptist, our blessed Lord, and the others that were around would have heard to realize that indeed God's hand is at work in the person of Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the one to whom God is well pleased. It is important that we identify that in this passage, it reminds us that Jesus speaks for God. Jesus is God. And so being God, his teachings are things that we should abide by. His proclamations are words that we should take to heart. As Mary continues to ponder things in her heart, so should we as God's daughters and sons. This is not a restaurant where we can pick and choose. I like this teaching of Jesus. I don't like this teaching of Jesus. Rather, everything Jesus says, all of his actions should lead us to follow in the footsteps of he who is the source of life, Jesus Christ, our Messiah and Lord. And so we should also remember the day of our baptism, friends, in which we were freed from original sin made a temple of God's glory and called to live holiness. May we use this opportunity of reflecting upon these powerful words of the proclamation of Saint John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus to help us to identify sin in our life and to do our best to eliminate it from our lives. When is the last time you have gone to the sacrament of God's mercy and confession. Today, friends, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Don't be afraid. I try to go to confession at least every two or three weeks to try to stay holy. Hopefully that's your practice as well. If it's not, and perhaps you've been away from the sacrament of God's mercy for a while, what a beautiful opportunity to heed the words of John the Baptist and seek to make sin a way of moving away from the temptations in our life and an opportunity to eliminate those sins by living a life that is holy and pleasing to God. Your parish priest is willing to help you just as John the Baptist helped the people become closer to God. See the priest not as somebody who needs to know your deepest, darkest secrets. I can assure you as a priest, I'm not interested in finding those out. Rather, this is a dialogue between the one who is asking for God's mercy and the merciful Father himself. What a great opportunity for us to turn away from sin and become faithful to the gospel. Those beautiful words that we hear as ashes are poured on our forehead on Ash Wednesday. May this passage invite us to this intimate union with God through true inner conversion. Holy Spirit, help us to be holy. Holy Spirit, help us to recognize our need for your forgiveness. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.